1: Welcome. The Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. I mean, this is going to sound redundant. You just heard Kevin Dexter say it, but it's going to go to Chris Kreider from the New York Rangers. His 100th power play goal, his 500th point of his career. He surpasses Adam Graves for sole possession of third most goals in Rangers history. I just saw a tweet. Before Kevin Dexter came in here from Vince Mercagliano, interviewing Kreider after the game. And Kreider says, I love Adam Graves, but that's hard to talk about right now post game, especially with the game tomorrow. So that means they're locked in. Big dub for the Rangers, but they face the Boston Bruins tomorrow. And if you're paying attention, hockey fans, in this tri-state area, the Bruins defeated the Islanders in a shootout tonight. So, they lose to the Devils in overtime. They beat the Islanders in a shootout. Rangers got to just beat them in regulation coming up tomorrow night. Casamigo's big shot of the night goes to Chris Kreider from your New York Rangers. 87-7, 3-3-7, a a 6-6, and two more 6s will get you on the show before I go. Uh, Did not kick any raps. It it, It wasn't the night for it, man. It was not a freestyle Friday. It was a football Friday for sure. I think we had some good baseball conversations. I had three guests. Big shout-out to Charlotte Carroll, who came on to talk New York Giants from the Athletic First, the legendary Lee Steinberg for joining us to talk Shohei Otani, a little Dodgers baseball history from New York to L.A., and even fit in some Warren Moon conversation on the end of that one. And My mystery guest was Frank the Tank from Barstool, repping the Mets, the Dolphins, the Devils, and the New York Knicks. And I think we got a good little conversation, a good little back and forth in on the Dolphins-Jets game coming up. That's where I'd like to go for the next hour. Uh, We even got some conversation in on the Mets and the Devils, of course, as the Devils are playing well right now. Um, For the Mets and the Mets fans, you know, Frank has become... I don't want to say the poster child for Mets fans or the Mets fan, but one of the most popular Mets fans out there for sure. And you just heard from him how he feels. Mets fans, call me up if you disagree with Frank the Tank. He said the Mets are going to lose 100 games next year. I mean, I know he probably says that every year, but he's not feeling so great about their chances to land Yamamoto with the signing of Andre Scrub and Luis Severino and Joey Wendell and Trace Thompson and Austin Adams and these other minor league deals and random guys. Where do they go next? They do need to sign a big name. I don't think it's going to be Blake Snow. Maybe it's Jordan Montgomery, but I think he's he's a Boston Red Sox. And uh, I don't know. For the Yankees, the Yankees are monitoring Dylan Cease and I know the Yankees say they feel good about where they are with Yamamoto. I know there were reports about Yamamoto wanting to wear uh, the pinstripes. And uh, the Yankees love the guy. I know they they supposedly had Matsui and Tanaka try to recruit him. But at the end of the day, folks, we what we know about this young man is he's 25. He's a three-time MVP. He's a projected ace. They liken him to Tim Lincecum and he played it in the World Baseball Classic with Otani. He played for jo- Japan with Otani, and Otani was with the Dodgers and Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman this week when they courted him. I just don't, in my mind, I don't know how you say no to the, the Dodgers. If if money is not the motivation, which it's not, he said he's literally going to pick the team that he wants to play for and thinks he can win with, and then he'll figure out the money later, the Dodgers make The most sense to me, 877-337-6666. Now, a couple words about like the Jets-Dolphins matchup and even the Cowboys-Bills matchup. As you guys know, I'm a Dallas fan, and I'm rooting for the Jets to play spoiler. The whole theme in the beginning of my show was uh, the, the playoffs are done. The playoffs are off the table. But playing spoiler is out there for the Giants versus the Saints. You could derail the Saints season. And the Jets have a golden opportunity to get at the hated Miami Dolphins right now while they're limping. While they're while they're hurt. It's a short week for the Dolphins. They're banged up. You know, Tank and I just went through a bunch of players that they're missing. And uh they gave up that game to the Titans. And just a couple weeks ago, they were the number one seed in the AFC. They are a warm weather team. They don't want to go on the road and have to play in, I don't know, Baltimore in the cold maybe, or who who knows how it shakes out. But for the Jets, instead of focusing on Aaron Rodgers intercepting passes in practice, playing linebacker on the scout team, man, the focus should be on Zach Wilson having another 300 yard game, getting into the end zone, leading that offense. So the difference between Zach Wilson in that game that we saw after he had to sit on the bench for two weeks is... He looked like he was playing football. And that's the same thing I said about him on Taylor Swift night when we all watched Sunday night football and we watched him play against the Chiefs. It it looked like the kid was having fun playing recess football, backyard football, running around, slinging it, making plays, finding receivers, one-on-one, hitting his man. They got to stick to that. And I think that they can get at that. Dolphins defense. Zavin Howard um, is hurt. They're, They're limping. Um. Obviously Tyreek is hobbled, and if Tyreek is hobbled and can't run the same and can't do his thing, um, Sauce Gardner, strap him up. DJ Reed, they could strap him up. Tua, Quentin Williams and those dogs on the defensive line getting to Tua. Tua's not the same quarterback when you get in his face. He's not the biggest guy when you disrupt his uh, throwing lanes and his timing. He, he's not going to have success. Devin Achan. Devin Achan has not been the same player since coming back from injury. It's all on Raheem Mostert. Can Raheem Mostert beat the Jets by himself? Hell no. I, I, I think this is a game where it's supposed to rain, it could turn into a run game. Brees Hall has to have a game. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Isn't Dalvin Cook from Florida? Dalvin Cook. Why don't you step up? and earn... Dalvin Cook is from Miami. I just cracked the code. Dalvin Cook needs to have the game of his season in Miami in front of probably family and friends. He thought about potentially signing with the Dolphins. He needs to have the game in the rain, in the elements, to help propel the Jets past the Dolphins. I think the Jets can upset them. I think the Jets can play spoiler and then we'll see if Aaron Rodgers wants to play around and make it all about himself and come back and risk it and whatever. But, uh, man, you're not playing for the playoffs anymore, but you can play, spoiler, 877-337-6666. The Dallas Cowboys, rolling. The Dallas Cowboys are a team that I mentioned early in the show about the four teams that are on winning streaks. The Giants, the Ravens have won three in a row, barely, but they've won three in a row the 49ers and the cowboys look like they're on a collision course to meet in the playoffs again. Josh Allen coming off a win in Arrowhead which you know Patrick Mahomes was telling him, "Man, that was, you know, that wasn't fair, that wasn't right, that was nonsense." <laughs> they know they're playing for their lives right now. Sean McDermott is playing for his job right now as a head coach, coaching for his job. After coming off that win going back to Orchard Park facing the Dallas Cowboys It brings you back to the 90s and those Super Bowls and the rivalry there. Man, Dak Prescott, go on the road. Shut up Cam Newton and all the skeptics. Continue to build on your MVP case. I remember some years back when the Buffalo Bills came to Jerry World. I think it might have been 2021. Um, Maybe 2020. Remember when Dak was doing the warm-up where he was, like, twisting his hips and he had the Dak dance? 2019. They mimicked Dak's dance. Uh, Tradavius White went viral, making fun of Dak's dance. They beat the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, the Cowboys haven't been able to get their revenge. I want to say that game was Thanksgiving. 11-28, 2019 might have been Thanksgiving that year. I, I, I feel like I remember being at my aunt's house embarrassed. I think I might have been wearing a Dak Prescott jersey and, and felt like a goofy after that one. The Dallas Cowboys need to go and get revenge in Orchard Park. The Dallas Cowboys need to keep rolling, and I think they will. I think it's going to be a good game, but Josh Allen is the definition of the turnover machine, the same turnover machine they were trying to paint Dak Prescott as last year. Oh, all he does is throw interceptions. He's a turnover machine. Josh Allen leads the league in turnovers since 2018. He's that guy. But since he's a darling and they love him and he dated Haley Steinfeld and he's in the DirecTV commercial and every single year they pick the Bills to win the Super Bowl and him to win MVP the last three years, four years, they don't want to acknowledge how he gives up the ball. That Dallas defense is very opportunistic. It's going to be a good matchup. 877-337-6666. To the phones we go. Dave in Belleville on the fan. What's up, Dave?
2: How you doing, Keith?
1: Great, man. Thanks for checking in.
2: Yeah, uh, I sure hope that the outcome of the, the Cowboy-Buffalo uh, game does mimic the 90s when they, <laughs> they blew them out every time they played yeah,
1: put Yeah, <laughs> put up 50 on them. I, I always reference that on WFAN. Why are you a Cowboys fan? Oh, my God. How are you a Cowboys fan? I'm like The first Super Bowl I even kind of remember Dallas put up like 50 points on the bills. I was like, okay, I, that's when I started that's, I didn't choose to be a Dallas fan then, but that's when I started like paying attention to football.
2: That's funny that you that's the one you remember because I used to live in California and that that was at the Rose Bowl that game
1: right California. Did, did Whitney Houston sing the national anthem that that uh was that the uh, same Super Bowl? Whitney Houston national anthem, Super Bowl.
2: Well, I didn't go to the Super Bowl, but I remember it was that the first Bowl. No, I that was, was 91. But I,
1: I feel like uh, it was, you know, it was momentous. It was, it was uh, gigantic. It was huge. It was like, no, it, was, it wasn't that one with Whitney Houston. But I just remember being a kid, and that was the first Super Bowl that I was like, I know that the yeah. Super Bowl is like a holiday. It's a thing.
2: You know what's going to be a weird feeling the next couple of weeks is is rooting for the Giants.
1: <laughs> no, I'm fine with it. I mean, I hate the Eagles. That's one thing Giants fans and us having common. I I hate the Eagles probably more than any NFL team. The Niners are becoming a close second. Now,
2: yeah, that's a, that was my question. Who, what is the Niners' schedule like? Go they got to face games? the
1: Ravens. I mean, they've got a cupcake this week with the Cardinals coming off a of bye. They'll they'll roll them over and, and dance all all on their graves. Um, Cardinals that, beat us so. <laughs> yeah, with Josh Dobbs early in the year. And that was that was that was McCarthy's play calling and Dak threw a pick in the end zone, I believe, that game. That yep. was early on, but the Niners have the Cardinals. They face the Ravens on Monday night Christmas, which is going to be a treat for all of us. Um and then they have the Commanders and the Rams. So they they probably went out. Now, uh what was I
2: going to say? Um, I was the one that called you about Cedar Grove. I grew up in Cedar Grove, and I told you that... Uh, yeah, David that, and uh, Joku
1: taught me something. I had no idea he was a Cedar yeah, Grove Yeah, Aaron Rodgers
2: was living there. <laughs> Who was living there? Aaron Rodgers. He lives oh, there Oh, right, now. yeah, you said
1: Aaron Rodgers lives there. I had no idea. I saw on Instagram the mansion he bought. I didn't know it was in Cedar Grove.
2: Yeah. But uh, my problem is... Um, that they we pretty much have to win out. Would you agree? To to I, we need to play uh, games at home because we are a total different team on the road. Uh,
1: I think I, I don't think, think they, we
2: can beat the Niners on the road.
1: I think exactly. I think they can win out. And luckily, after the Cowboys faced the Niners and the Niners were feeling themselves, they lost three games in a row. The Cowboys beat the Bills. I don't think they're losing another game. They can beat the Dolphins. They can beat the Lions at home. They can beat the Commanders. This is the challenge right here beat the Bills this week on the road, you should be able to handle a banged-up Dolphins team on Christmas Eve in Miami. And then they have the Lions, the Commanders, and we can hope that maybe the Ravens beat the 49ers any given Sunday. And if the Cowboys somehow can end up with the number one seed, they're undefeated in Jerry World. You know Jerry's greasing those referees. You know Jerry's making sure they're well taken (laughs) care of in Dallas.
2: <laughs> their last game, I've never they, they picked up two flags against the Cowboys, one holding call. I've never seen a pick up a holding call. I've seen a pick up like a inaudible <laughs> receiver. Jerry's in their pocket. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the Jerry. But, that's I the Dallas
1: Cowboys special.
2: It's so weird how all these announcers are praising their Cowboys defense. They're letting up over twenty points every game. Oh, that Seahawks
1: game. That Seahawks game was terrible. They they tightened up against Jalen Hurts and and the. Uh, the Eagles, but, you know, the Eagles were looking fraudulent, barely surviving games anyway. But, yeah, in the beginning of the year, it was all about Dan Quinn and Michael Parsons and even uh, Deron Bland historic year um after Diggs goes down. But they got to tighten up, man. Let's see what they do but against Josh heard much Allen. But I from
2: Parsons either past, you know, three, four weeks. Yeah, Maybe double they double-team him. Team
1: him. They, they, I mean, when you look at their defense, who do you need to stop? You need to make sure Micah Parsons doesn't wreck the game. Micah Parsons should be Defensive Player of the Year if you really, like, look at his impact. But, yeah, his, he's not able to put up the numbers because they will have two, three guys assigned to blocking him.
2: But uh, they're, they're underdog uh, this week,
3: right?
1: Dallas? Yeah. Uh, no, I think they're favored. Let me check my handy-dandy... ManDuel app, as I haven't put one bet in, honestly looked at the stupid Chargers-Raiders game for like 20 minutes the other night, and I was like, nah, I'm not wasting. I'm not I am mean, wasting the Bills it. have to win this game. I'm it's not wasting a dollar a on this. It's a huge game for them. It is a huge game for them because they're barely alive. Um, so let's see. NFL odds. The Dallas Cowboys are not favored. It's plus one and a half. So the Bills at home are favored minus one and a half. I'll take yeah. Dallas. I'll take Dallas. That makes sense. Yeah, we'll see. I guess they're expecting the elements and the Bills Mafia and nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Thanks for the call, Dave. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll get to your calls before the end of my show. I'll be right back.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Mic check one two one two. Mic check one two one two. Right back at it on the fan. KM to AM. I mean, this is my last like 30 minutes less. Let's take these calls. Let's wrap things up. I appreciate you guys, whether you listen for five hours or five minutes. It's been another good week. We're getting closer to Christmas. Let's see what everybody on the phone is talking about. In five, four, three, two, and one. Let's go to Kenny in Manhattan. You got it, Kenny. Go.
2: Hey, Keith. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm good, Kenny. Thanks for calling in.
2: Hey, my pleasure. You know, since we were, we talked last night, I might have had a uh, change of my mind. With, with the Dodgers possibly signing Glass now, they, they might not be wanting to go after Yamamoto. Why would they need both of them?
1: <laughs> Can't have enough pitching. I think they do still want Yamamoto. And Glass now? With Glass now? Glass now is, is, is made out of Glass now.
2: I don't know. He's a pretty damn good pitcher. Yeah, but he's always
1: hurt. That's what I mean, he's made out of glass now. Like when does like when does he actually pitch? When does he actually stay healthy? When can you actually count on the guy? And I know they just traded for him and gave him the 5-year deal. Good luck with that. I wouldn't look at that move and say, "Oh, now they don't need Yamamoto." They definitely still need Yamamoto. Well,
3: oh, that's interesting. Wow, I I I'm curious to see how this turns out.
1: Same. I mean, it's the biggest story in baseball right now. Where will Yamamoto land? New York? I, I don't know. Mets? Yankees? Yeah, yeah. Dodgers? I think the Dodgers are still very much in the running, and I think his pal, Shohei Otani, would love to have him.
2: Yeah, well, you know, the the thing that, that I was thinking about is just the revenue from, like, all the paraphernalia, all the souvenirs, the cable and satellite feeds from Japan, that would pay for them. That, just that would pay. would pay.
1: Yeah, they know that. That's why they're like, sure, whatever. The Deferred money, we'll pay you all these years later when you're back in Japan. Like, We're going to make so much money off you. They already are. They already are. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the call, Kenny. They already are. Uh, When we had Lee Steinberg on, I talked about the fact that his jersey sales shattered Fanatics in 48 hours, the highest-selling jersey of all time. And with the TV deal that they have, the Dodgers already being the highest attendance in baseball. The season tickets. You guys ever been to Dodger Stadium? It it's ridiculous. Between the Bank of America Suites and then the low level suite, like there's stars out there, movie stars out there, uh, music stars out there. It, it's Hollywood, and now they just bring the biggest star in baseball right over from Anaheim to the Dodgers. They're they're printing money already. Eeny, meeny money mo. Which way would I like to go? Let's go to Paul in Forest Hills, New York. What's up, Paul? Hey,
3: Keith. Good, good evening. Good evening. Um glad I got through tonight. Uh, question here. My question is this here. What's going to happen with the Yankees catching catching situation in third baseman and center field? What do you think um will be uh, the uh Kaligashioka is
1: gone. It's gonna be Austin Wells with Jose Trevino, and I think Trevino is going to obviously be the lead guy as a former All-Star Platinum Glove guy, but Austin Wells with that left-handed swing and a little bit that we saw from him, you expect him to uh, platoon a little bit. Third base, the Yankees will tell you that DJ, Le- DJ LeMayus is the guy. He's the man, like, like he's the third baseman, but I don't know if, if they really are depending on him to be the everyday third baseman. He's getting up there in age. They may want to try to put Peraza there as well, uh, they also may sign somebody. Look out for a Cashman either trade or or invite to spring training minor league deal for somebody else that could play third base. And center field, they're going to run Aaron Judge out there. We don't really love that coming off the toe injury. I don't really want to see Judge have to cover that much ground. I want to kind of preserve that guy. But you put you put Juan Soto in right field. You put Verdugo in left. Judge wants the challenge. Judge Judge wants to play center field.
3: And you think they're going to try to get – um. As far as pitcher, anybody interesting other than the Japanese player if they don't get him?
1: Well, Dylan Cease, his name from the White Sox, just popped up today on everyone's radar that follows the Yankees. It was uh, a report put out by Ken Rosenthal that said, uh, Cease, who is under club control for two more seasons, remains an obvious target for the Reds and Orioles, who are not involved with the top free agents, but he is also a possibility for other teams monitoring the trade market, a group that includes the Yankees.
3: And what do you think about the New York Knicks? Are they going to get um, add on to uh, maybe a a superstar play this season?
1: I'm glad you mentioned that. Thanks for the call, Paul. If you're paying attention to Shams and Woj in the NBA and the Woj bombs and the Shams bombs, uh, then you probably saw today that the Cleveland Cavaliers center, Evan Mobley, will undergo arthroscopic surgery on his left knee. He's expected to miss six to eight weeks. And... Their guard, Darius Garland, has suffered a fractured jaw. He's gonna miss some weeks. Free Dono. Get Donovan Mitchell up out of there. Donovan Mitchell has been trying so hard to come back to New York. He's been trying his hardest to be a New York Knicks or maybe a Brooklyn net. Mike is in Long Branch. What's up, Mike? You're on the fan.
3: Um hey, Nice to uh, call in, first time caller. So my question is, um, you know, a bunch of people, especially on the stand like Salakad, have been talking about uh, how much money Steve Cohen has, and you know how much of a big offseason opportunity this is. But like, how much of a failure would this be if the Mets failed to sign any time any big time free agent, especially like Yamamoto?
1: I don't think it'll be a failure. I've been saying it's a clear change in philosophy. <laughs> I think as a new owner with all the money in the world, Steve Cohen came in very naive to the game thinking that he could come in and buy a World Series, thinking that he could come in and buy his way to the Fall Classic, and you can't do that anymore. It's just not how it works. You get the Arizona Diamondbacks versus the Texas Rangers, and yes, the Texas Rangers spent, but they had so many other factors to why they were good and why they got there. It wasn't just the money. And, I mean, the Diamondbacks didn't spend money at all. Um I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's a failure. I think it's a clear changing of the guard. I think it's a clear sign that David Stearns is the president of baseball operations now. It is not Billy Epler working with Steve Cohen's money, trying to finagle, trying to finesse, trying to figure out some things in the short term to say, oh, well, we lost to Grom. Well, let's get Justin Verlander. How much we got to pay him to get him here? $43 Signed. Done. Like, no, there's, there's it's just a clear change in philosophy, a clear change in direction, and a clear sign that David Stearns is running the show. But I wouldn't say it's a failure. You won't be able to say the offseason's a failure until you see what the Mets actually do in season. Ross and Bergen County on the fan every day.
3: Hey, Keith. How's
1: it going, man? Good. Wrapping things up. Thanks for checking in.
3: Yeah, that's a good call in you know, last hour. I kind of bummed out. It sounds like I missed uh, Freestyle Friday and all that.
1: I know I didn't even really get any bars off. I don't even think I tried to rap or anything. It just—it wasn't the time for it. We had good guests. We had good conversation. I was doing a lot of research, and I just went live on Instagram, and I was like, wow, I didn't go live until 1130. I forgot to even go live. I was really locked in on the calls and the guests and the show tonight, and that's what we're supposed to do.
3: I hear you, man. Well, I just wanted to chip in a little bit. You know, I think it's been like a week and a half since that last call and not much happened, but, uh, you know, on the topic you just brought up, uh, Donovan Mitchell, you know, it's kind of a segue into another – NBA star or has-been star. You want to talk about Klay Thompson and his brother Trace Thompson. Now being a Matt. you think there's kind of like, a, you know, we're going to have some uh, current and former NBA All-Stars more often in the City Field seats. And, and, you know, not only yeah. segueing from Trace Thompson, but you see uh, Ronald Acuna's brother, they just signed uh, Vladdy Jr.'s brother, something that kind of like uh, retooling with the Blue Jays did with the, uh, the BB Jays or whatever that was, with, with Bichette and all that. Now they're kind of doing it on their own.
1: Yeah, I was talking about Dodger Stadium, and we've uh, we've seen uh, Trace Thompson play for the Dodgers and clay, be in VIP at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. You expect to see him in in this summer in City Field if his brother makes it to the major league level. Which why wouldn't he? He probably will at some point.
3: Yeah, well, Godfrey, you know, hopefully, you know, nothing more like a bench pad or like a platoon or something. Although that's the same thing we were saying about Tommy Pham, and he wound up almost being a World Series hero for a different team. But, uh, you know, right well, now, at least you, you got about,
2: DJ
1: like, Stewart.
3: <laughs> hey, you're not rocking with Johnny Aruz or whatever. Rafael Aruz. We off in August. Oh, my bad. I got to pronounce that. Uh, Something like that. Front, no, of, uh, Whatever. Yeah, you can't make it up, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nobody. And you want to talk about a little bit of football real quick. And know you're up against it. Uh, you know, locals were coming off of who would have had Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson as offensive players of the week. Never. That, that's what Never. it was. Right, whatever they want. And definitely not I'm together. You know, those odds would have been through the roof, right? I would say it's like the first time since, what was it, 2017, they said. I, forgot, I even forgot who it was, but it's been a minute since both teams had an offensive player of the week, same week, you know, let alone. And, you know, real quick, you know, I, like I said, I know you're up against it. You know, my Vikings going up against Cynthia, familiar facing Jake Browning versus Josh Dobbs being the friend that, you know, the friends we knew along the are way. They gonna start, are they going to start it. Dobbs? I think they're starting Nick Mullins. No, no, no. They're starting Mullins. But I'm saying, you know, talk about a fall from grace with Dobbs. Now we're right back to square one. We got a fourth yeah. starting quarterback this season. It's ugly, man. But I appreciate the time, though.
1: Your hopes are still alive, Ross. Vikings fan? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe the maybe the Vikings, the Vikings have a slightly better chance to make the playoffs than the Giants. Sorry. This just, is just what it is. It's true. Playoffs? Let's take a break, and then I can go back to the phones, and we'll take as many calls as we can until about 1153. KM to AM returns right after this. Here goes my last 10 minutes. I'm not going to say the number. I'm just going to try and get through five calls. So that means everybody has two minutes or less, really. Just hit me with your topic, your question, your thought. I'll respond and we'll keep it rolling. I appreciate everybody that listened, everybody that's just tuning in or tuned in from the beginning. I'll be back next week. Have a good weekend. Let's get to the phones. Eeny, meeny, miny, and uh, mo. Mike, let's go. Sleepy Hollow on the fan.
2: Hey, Keith, great show. Just a quick question for you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Next, next three games, Cowboys, as you know, Buffalo, tough game. Dolphins, they still haven't really beaten anybody. And then Lions come in. Give me your pick on the next three games.
1: Yeah, it's a challenge. they got to win all three. If they stay healthy, they can win all three because you know what? All three of those teams have worse records than the Cowboys, have been fraudulent. If the Cowboys actually have the MVP of the league and this vaunted defense – they should win all three of those games, especially that Lions game at home. I think this is the the game right here. They could lose to the Bills in Orchard Park, but if they get past them, the Dolphins are banged up. And I think the Dolphins might lose to the Jets. Not even gonna lie. Like after they lost to the Titans I,
2: like saying, that. I think the Dolphins lose
1: us, Yeah. Yeah, I think the Jets can go down there and punch them in the mouth, and they're they're hurting right now. And they're the Dolphins, right? They they're they're coming back down to Earth. Thanks for the call, Mike. Next goes to Matt in Middletown. What's up, Matt? You're on the fan.
2: How's it going, Keith? Big fan. I'm wondering if Antonio Pierce is the future of the
3: Raiders.
1: I think so. I think that there's a lot to be said about what happened last night between Brandon Staley getting fired off that game, right? He had been the head coach of the Chargers for three years. There's a lot to be said about Al Davis hating the Chargers and his son Mark seeing them absolutely blow them out, put a franchise record on it, I think it bodes well for Antonio Pierce being a motivator, getting those guys to put up 63 points after putting up zero. And not for nothing, they're doing all black everything out there. They got a black president. They got a black GM, a black head coach. Like, they wear all black, the black hole. Like, that's just how they're rolling out there in Vegas. Thanks for the call, Matt. Let's go to Lou in Astoria on the fan. Go for it. Lou.
4: Hey, Keith. How you doing? Good, good, good. Real, real quick on the Otani and the first uh, contract. You know he's not the first one that ever done that. If you don't remember, Bobby Bonilla and Max Scherzer
1: yeah. did the same
4: thing. It's not. So I don't understand why people think that this is uh, something Cause... that.
1: I... <laughs> it's not like that though. It's not well, yeah, even close well, numbers listen, wise, effect I, I, wise.
4: I understand, but this guy is the biggest, the biggest star that ever in baseball for. I mean, it's, for as long as we've been living. Come on, let's. Let's give the guy a break. You know, Otani? It's, it's
1: amazing. No. We're, and now, listen. Giving him a break? Like, we're applauding everything. Like, this was well done by the Dodgers, by his team, everything. And, like, he is the only guy that can do that. He, I think he's really the only guy that could do that because he's a DH pitcher, so he commands that amount of money, and then he's able to defer it because he makes so much money off the field. Yeah,
4: that, I know. That's what I'm saying. So what do you think is going to end up with? I think that the Mets. And the I don't know if they don't get him. I think they're going after our boy Soto Law next year.
2: What is your thinking yeah? Whatever about?
1: they got to go after their boy Alonzo, who is currently signed to Boris, and Boris will get him traded or get him up out of there. They got to worry about Pete Alonso, not Juan Soto. Juan Soto. But, but listen,
4: just now you mentioned the guy that the agent that I'm afraid why well, we're not going to get Soto. That is Boris, who who hates the Yankees when Alex Rodriguez. He doesn't hate fired the Yankees. Him. If you remember, you know he no no. He, uh, Alex Rodriguez fired him when jo- uh, when George said, listen, you got to get, rid- get rid of your agent. This is the money I'm going to give you. And he might hold something against the Yankees. You take care, brother.
1: Thanks for the call, Lou. couple things. Um, I don't think Juan Soto is going to the Mets. I think he go to any team. But I think the Yankees have a leg up because they're going to spend a year with him. He's going to get real comfortable in those pinstripes and road grays. And the Yankees have money, too. They can match anyone. And now, after seeing this Otani deal, if there's deferred money or something like that in the, so- in, the, in the Soto deal, whatever. Scott Boris represents Garrett Cole as well. I don't think he has an, any any issue with the Yankees and Cashman. And Soto himself said if they want to talk extension, they know who to call. They know the number to dial. They're familiar with Boris Corp. They signed Garrett Cole. If they want to uh, sign Juan Soto to an extension, I'm not going to say that's impossible. Because we don't know what this season is going to hold. But there's also another thing. This season could suck. He could get hurt. This season could suck. The fans could boo him. And he could want out. He could say, I don't like the vibe here. I I highly doubt that. But, you know, all the conversation about Soto being a Met. What leads you to believe that? Because Steve Cohen is rich. Who else is is he getting? Who Who else has he gotten just because he's rich? That's worked out. Don't, don't tell me the, the Scherzer and Verlander deals because I've already used the analogy that he had to return those for store credit and, and try and get some prospects and hope they pan out. It is not a foregone conclusion that Juan Soto hits free agency and just signs with the highest bidder. Yamamoto's not doing that. And back to what Lou asked, I think Yamamoto's a dodger. I've been on record all week saying that right there. Chris in Harlem. You're on the fan. What's up, Chris? Hey, Keith.
3: How are you, brother?
1: Fantastic. Love
3: your show. Thank you. Love your show. I'm a diehard Dodger fan from way back. I was at City at Chase Davey went so at the home run in eighty eight. Uh, if the Dodgers don't get Yamamoto, who do you think they get after that? Do they go for Dallas Heath? Do they go for Burns? What do you think?
1: They got Feese? the money to sign any of these free agent arms that are out there. Maybe they go for Blake Snell. Um he's he's already been with the Padres right in the division in the state. Uh, I just I think that Yamamoto until Yamamoto signs I think the Dodgers have the leg up on him. And they can get crafty, and they do have guys coming back from injury where they're not completely hurting. Correct. But they'll have an well, embarrassment of riches if they do get Yamamoto.
3: I, I love people coming back, and I heard Otani and him were out to dinner last night. And, you know, people saying that they don't like each other, this and that. I don't know how true that is. You know, I'm under the Yankees are in it, and I'm just worried about the Mets back us us at the end. Thank you, Keith.
1: Thanks for the call. Now I don't I, I don't think that the Mets are backdooring the Mets the Mets are they're in a different era now. It, the whole five year window, scrap that, it doesn't exist anymore. Steve Cohen already said he wished he never said it. It's it's the Dave Stearns era from here on out. So like they're they're not backdooring anybody. I wouldn't look at them as a threat for Yamamoto unless Yamamoto for some reason wants to be an ace on a seventy five win team. I just doubt that, bro. Like why wouldn't he want to go join the quote-unquote, super team with Otani, right? So he's not the only guy with a a Japanese translator. Otani's a man out there, and they have the money to actually pay him. I I don't know. It just makes so much sense. Walker Bueller going to dinner with Otani? Yeah, like all those guys, man, they are ballers. They are superstars out there, and they're putting together a a solid team. I still think they mess around and lose because they always find a way to lose, whether it's in the World Series, whether it's in NLCS, whether it's in NLDS. But, like, it's good for baseball. Base, baseball is in a very healthy place with Shohei Otani signing for the amount of money he did, with the team he did, with the players that he'll play with. I'm so excited for this baseball season. I hope the Yankees do get Yamamoto. I don't think they will, though, unless Yamamoto wants to be the ace and wear that number 18 and be in pinstripes and, and come here and follow in the footsteps of Hiroki Kuroda and Masahiro Tanaka and Hideki Matsui, but he'll be on his own. There's no other Japanese player here. Let's go to Brian and Madawan. my last call of the night.
2: What up, Keith? I think I ended the call to uh, the show two weeks ago. Look my at you. Had well a fo- well my, done. My son had the football game, and I yeah. went to the, see Tommy DeVito. Yeah, I was referencing so,
1: you the other night. How That's that's cool. Your son was just like, yeah, go see the so, game.
2: So I got sick, and I couldn't make the last game where he, he led the, the team down against the Packers, but, so I let my son go. And I rewarded him for letting me go two weeks ago. So he, he just went said to the that, better game. <laughs> yeah, man, he saw a better game. I, I, I was happy for him, but he, he just said that the vibe was great, and and the the whole thing with Tommy DeVito, he's got to just he brings back fun, he brings it back the energy, everything, and I love what he's doing. But I'll keep you updated about next week. I'm going to try to go to the the other game. If not, I'll let my son go. So,
1: thanks for the call, Brian. Thanks everybody who called, who wrote online, who listened, chimed in. Hopefully you had as much fun as I did. I gotta get out of here. They're about to close the tunnel. Pump is coming up next. Everybody be safe. Have a good weekend. I'll catch you Monday. KM out.